0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with tech stuff from
1: howstuffworks.com.
0: Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor at How Stuff Works. Sitting next to me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey, folks. And today uh, we were going to tinker around with some, some ideas. Yes. Um, basically the tools we use to get our jobs done here.
1: Right. And, uh, so we're talking about things that make our lives a little easier when we're trying to research, write, publish articles, even research things for the podcast. Um, and, uh, just thought maybe it'd be interesting for you guys to hear kind of a collection of the stuff that, that we rely on on a regular basis. That's
0: true. Now, uh, we should probably start with, um, the easy stuff. Okay, sure. Uh, Microsoft Office. Yes,
1: we use Microsoft Office uh, extensively. So, Word and Excel in particular. Yeah. Uh, not so much with the uh, the PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Yeah. yeah. Not really a PowerPoint company. Yeah. But Word, we we I type up all my articles in Word, and I send them over to Paulette, who then eviscerates them and <laughs> makes them better. And uh, Excel we use to track things like our our article assignments and things like that.
0: Yep. Our uh, meta information is. Uh, put into an Excel spreadsheet, which is converted into comma delimited file. Which um, sounds so it's just as
1: exciting that. as it sounds, people.
0: Um, and the, that's the funny thing about this. It, you know, you don't really think about Office as being that big a deal, but uh, you know, it's taken a lot of refinement over the years. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm a Mac person generally. I was an Amiga person before that, so I kind I kind of came late to the Windows thing. I didn't even start using Windows until '95. I, Pretty much skipped over three, which I'm told I didn't really miss much.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I, I I reluctantly started with Windows three, so I w- I actually came from a uh, WordPerfect.
0: Oh yeah, background. Yeah.
1: So Corel, you know, that was my that was my background. So when yeah. I switched over to Word, I was it was kicking and screaming. But these days, you know, I've actually gotten very much used to the way Word works, and it's it's pretty much impossible to find any place other than I think a few legal firms still use WordPerfect. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Uh,
0: it's still very popular in legal and. Um, but I, I like Office for the yeah, most part. I tried sure. um, Open Office, which is an alternative uh, from Sun. It's free, um, open source stuff, and it's got the entire suite of tools, including some of the ones that Microsoft charges extra for. Mm. Um, very nice, but you know, sort of lower key, if you will. They don't have a lot of the bells and
1: whistles. Um, Same and, thing with like Google Docs. I, I've used Google Docs once or twice for some some small projects, but um, you know, for a, Way to really uh, – to be to be really integrated in the office, you pretty much have to work, work with a Microsoft office. And right. of course Outlook as well. Um, yep. That's a very important tool for us for coordinating our meetings and, and uh, calendars and things of that nature. Uh, moving away from that basic suite, what browser do you use or browsers <laughs> most often anyway? Um,
0: Jonathan likes to pick on me because yeah. uh I champion some browsers he doesn't particularly like by and large I use Firefox
1: mm-hmm.
0: um our content management system uh sort of has a problem with Firefox 3 so I'm basically using Firefox too but if you really want to know all the stuff I use um believe it or not I do use Google Chrome on occasion wow uh but I like to try different stuff because not only do I like to talk about it but I also kind of I'm a, I'm a sort of a beta junkie yeah so I've got a copy of uh, Opera on mm-hmm. my my computer. I've also got Safari for Windows. Um, I have Chrome on there somewhere. I even have Flock, which is another offshoot of uh, my the um, Mozilla
1: suite of I, software. I do have a question for you. Yes. Do you have Safari on there on purpose? No, I actually do. I like Safari. I was just wondering if you didn't accidentally install it when you were updating iTunes or something. Even though there's a giant security <laughs> hole in it. Yes, <laughs> I do have a copy of Safari on there. And I think
0: it's sort of – It's sort of weird because I think all of these different browsers have stuff that nobody else has. Yeah. No, there's their little bits and pieces, you know, their plugins, by and large, are why I use Firefox Sure, and Firefox three is really speedy. There's no giant memory leak like there is in two. Right. But, um, you know, I, I do like to play around with the other ones just to see what they're like. Opera is a really nifty browser. I think has been overlooked for the longest time, unfortunately. Um and it uh, you know it's and, just sort of gone by the wayside I don't
1: and know. we also use Internet Explorer on occasion. We don't want to oh, leave that. that one out. Yeah, no, and there are times when I've uh, when I found I that Internet to. Explorer is, is it's the oh, this is the best browser to load a certain web page, and occasionally yep. we do use that. Yep. Uh, I I rely on Firefox for most of my work. Oh come uh, on, you
0: love Chrome. I love
1: Chrome, but I use Firefox because, like you said, the plugins are very useful and we could talk a little bit about some of the plugins we use uh for work but um then chrome just doesn't have that functionality yet and i stress yet when it does have it bye bye <laughs> firefox no i'm kidding I, I i really enjoy firefox as well uh but i always have both open i mean there's no time you're going to come by my desk and not see that i'm you know i'm always going to have a chrome window open and a firefox window open right with multiple tabs in each and, um, so let's talk about some of the plugins for Firefox that okay. help us. Um, I use, there's most of the ones I use. Uh, I, Paulette's the one who introduced me to them, but <laughs> Paulette being the beta junkie he is tends to adopt, use it, abandon and move on. <laughs> May I tend to find one and I'm like, I'm sticking with this one because it does exactly what I need it to do. So for instance, I use, a uh, Zotero, which is one that you, Yes. Recommended to me. I like Zotero very much. It's a, it's a sort of a bookmarking indexing kind of, uh, plugin where you can, um, you can bookmark a site and it even includes site information, uh, when you, when you bookmark it. So it tells you when you access the site, which is important. Citation you know? information. Exactly. Yes. yes. Not
0: site like website.
1: But site right, right. With a C. C-I-T-E. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate the clarification. Um, uh, they'll hit me later. Yeah. <laughs> Off air, uh, but no. The uh, it is very useful because as as uh, one of the writers here, one of the things I have to do when I'm citing a source is I have to say when I looked at that source because being the internet, things don't stay the same all the time. Nope. People can go back and change stuff. It's not like a book. When a book comes out, you know you have to wait till a new edition of that book comes out before you see any changes. Right. But on a website you could theoretically cite something and then the next day the author says oh crap i didn't mean to do that and go back and change it and then it doesn't say what it said when you read it uh, that, so that never happens with us no no of course not so what we do is we we list when we've looked at a site so that way you can say well it didn't say this well you know if you go into a say like the the internet archive right. you can tell that it did say that once upon a time so that's one of the ones i use uh, do you have any plugins that you want to talk about?
0: I was just going to add to that. Okay, sure. That, uh, you may say, well, you know, I, when I was a student, I used EndNote. What's the big deal about Zotero? Well, unlike EndNote, Zotero is free. Yes. It's completely free and it's beautiful. You can save entire copies of a web page or you can just save a link. You can make folders. You can tag things. Um, it's very, very useful if you're trying to say, you know, you could put stuff in about your podcast and say, "Okay, wait, podcast," um, and then it'll bring up all the the different sure. citations you use for that. So it's it's pretty nifty in that regard. Um, let's see, plugins, plugins, plugins. How about uh, Digo? D i i g o.
1: I don't use that one. Yep,
0: yep. It's um, it's pretty nifty. It's got a toolbar, and it's uh, very like delicious in some ways. You can save copies of links. You know, a giant list of bookmarks. It's a social bookmarking tool. Um, but the toolbar, the reason I use, I I use both of them. The reason I use, uh, Digo, um, actually for an earlier podcast we recorded a few minutes ago, it's got a highlighter tool so you can highlight stuff. And actually if you make it public, other people can go on the web page and see, as long as you have the Digo plugin installed, you can actually see the stuff that other people have highlighted or marked up, um, which can or may not be useful depending on what it is they've marked up and why. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean you've got you've got that available to you and you can go back and look at your notes and say, oh, I bookmarked this then and hey, look, I you know highlighted this and made some notes on it. So you can have annotations on a web page, which is very, very useful.
1: Cool. Um I also use Evernote.
0: Yeah, that's one a, of the
1: ones that you 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 embraced and then abandoned, correct?
0: Yeah, except I'm actually looking at my notes now on Evernote. Oh, so, okay, so uh, you came
1: back to the fold.
0: Yeah, okay. I had a problem in which uh, some of my notes were deleted. Um, right. I did a fresh install before I did this, so I'm and and everything's there. So I'm. So gonna, yeah, hopefully it'll
1: yeah. stay up. Yeah, I haven't had a problem with it yet, but yeah, some people did have problems with it, and uh, I think you even heard back from someone yep. using a another tool we'll get to in a minute. But,, um, yeah, Evernote allows you to uh, to to either bookmark an entire page inside another inside Evernote, which you can access offline. You don't have to be online to access Evernote. right. Um, and, or you can highlight a section of a web page and just uh, save that. So if there's a particular paragraph you want to to refer to later, you can do that. It's also it's very useful when you're doing stuff like um, the podcast preparation really. Cause you can, you can highlight sections of text and say, all right, well, this is something that you want to talk about in this, but you don't want to have the whole website up when you're, when you're going through the podcast because it's too hard to find the information you're looking for. You can also make notes. You can highlight. You can change text size. Um, you can, it's also really, really useful for screenshots, I found. Um, and I, uh, because if you do a screenshot while Evernote is open, you can, you can, uh, uh, dictate the parameters of your screenshot. So you don't have to. You, it doesn't take a shot of the entire screen. You can you get the little borders that you can um, size appropriately and take a shot of just the part of the screen you want, which saves time later on when you're editing photos.
0: That's a uh, that's very useful for uh, uh, Firefox. I use a plugin called Screen Grab, same sort of thing, which uh, does yeah. the same thing, but it's you know within the the web window. Sure. Um. Yeah. So.
1: And then uh, one other Firefox plugin I can talk about: Foxmarks. Oh, Which yeah. is the synchronized bookmarks application where, uh, if you, if you're, u- we're using multiple machines, uh, you know that it's difficult if, you know, like you might bookmark something on one machine and then you're on another machine and you realize that it's, you don't have the bookmark on that one and it's on your other computer. That can get really frustrating. So Foxmarks is a way where you create a little, you know, kind of a bookmark account and you can synchronize bookmarks across multiple machines and access them from wherever you happen to be at the time.
0: You know, you can also do that with Google browser sync. Yes. And, yes. uh, Opera also offers a feature
1: like that too. I was just talking about the Firefox plugin. All right, gracious, all right. All right. <laughs> Tell me, I'm the one who has all the anti various, various anti such and such biases. Yep. Like anti Mac bias and all that. Right.
0: That doesn't actually exist. No, it doesn't
1: um, exist. So let's talk about a few of the other tools. I'm not, do you have any other Firefox ones you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I do yeah. have a web tool. Okay. So if we,
0: you want yeah, to go the web yeah. route,
1: okay. let's go the web route. Um, I have something
0: installed on my web host that um. I use. Um, and I'd be willing to bet that very few of our listeners have ever heard of it. It's called Tasks Junior. Um, it's made by a company called Crowd Favorite. Uh, it used to be King Design. Alex King came out with this a long time ago. And there's a pro version, uh, paid version, and then this version, which is very, very downscaled. It doesn't have, uh, the same feature set. Um, but what it is, is it tasks. Okay. So it's a, it's a to-do list, which is pretty simple. Except the reason I like this particular program over things like Remember the Milk, um, which is also pretty cool. Um, or, uh, to do.com, dot, um, dot I think. I'll have to go look. Um, now that I've said that. So, anyway, the thing that makes Tasks Junior better than something like Remember the Milk, which is also pretty cool, is that uh, Tasks Junior allows you to install subtasks. So, for example, I'm editing one of Jonathan's articles and I have to send it to a co editor and I have to write meta for it and I have to upload images for it. I can put the giant title in there I could say you know how the Amazon Kindle works and then I could say okay make sure you edit the article make sure you give it to the co-editor make sure you put it in the Dropbox for someone else for the for the publisher to pick up and publish and I can check off those individual tasks under the heading of the the main task um, so that's an especially useful thing because stuff like Outlook, it's got the uh it's got a tasks list but you don't have the ability to do subtasks so they're all individually li- you know loose in there um which is uh which is okay and i'm pretty sure that crowd favorite actually offers a, a hosting service where you can sign up to do that but you, if you get tasks junior um which is essentially donationware uh you have to install it on your own server and it's it's fairly easy to do but it's really nifty stuff
1: cool um i use a couple of web based uh uh, applications occasionally, um, there was a time where I had a little bit of a – I was going through a transition on computers um, and uh, – Because yours
0: kept dying?
1: I wasn't going to go into that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the tech guy who kills laptops. So uh, <laughs> I'm on my fourth one here. And uh, But one of the issues is that when I get a new laptop, I wouldn't necessarily have all the uh, software on it that I would need to do my job and because – most of our software, we're working on licenses. It would mean that we'd have to get a new license for that machine so that we could run it legally, right? Uh, one of those being Photoshop. When we, that's one of the, the big programs we use to, to edit art, uh, here and, um, or at least one of the ones I use. Photoshop elements, really. Photoshop elements. Yeah. should be, should be specific. But, um, when I didn't have Photoshop elements, I at least still had access to Photoshop Express, which is a web-based, uh, photo editing software. Um, and it's really limited. Yeah. You can't do nearly as much on Photoshop express as you could with elements or some other, uh, computer desktop based, uh, photo editing software, but I could do enough where I could at least make it less of a, uh, task for Paulette to, (laughs) to, to edit and, and upload to the articles. Um, Fortunately I now have Photoshop elements on this computer, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. But that was that was definitely useful.
0: Yep. Um see, I'm trying to think of other desktopy software. Well
1: I use uh, we could talk about maybe the IM software we use. Because okay. I, I use Dixby. I know you don't you don't use Digsby do you?
0: Oh here's another situation in which I have uh, run through a gamut of stuff. I'm, right. I'm a Trillion fan. Yeah, and I, I'm I back used to, to trillion. use Trillion. Um I used Digsby for a while. It is a free and open source uh, uh, chat client that offers a lot of functions that others don't like right. uh, Google Talk and Facebook chat and MySpace chat.
1: As well as it can uh, – you can link it so that you can check your um, – you can keep a running tab on, on your email accounts. So Hotmail, Gmail, Yahoo Mail. Um, it it – you can see what those, you know, when new messages come in, you can actually see the indications for that without mm-hmm. having to go to those websites. Uh, yeah. You can even delete messages from your desktop without going to those websites. That's also very handy. And uh, for a while, I used
0: Pidgin, P I D G I N, um, which, uh, as many of you know, I'm sure, is uh, a pidgin is a sort of a mishmash of two languages together to form a third. Well, this is an open source uh IM, multi-IM protocol client. Um sort of like ADM for the Mac. Pigeon is uh is available for Linux and Windows. And it's uh it's got a lot of the same capabilities, although it's really IM based. It's really not a, a male right. thingamabobber. Well
1: That's the other thing about Digsby that, that the other useful thing for me is that it allows me to check my Twitter accounts. Oh, yes. Yes, and Twitter is another one of those tools that we use quite a bit, and it's uh, I use it to follow a lot of other tech uh, journalists so I can keep up with tech news as it's being broken. Yep. Um, and occasionally I send out little Twitter messages as well, so you can always track me down on Twitter and find out, you know, when I'm complaining about someone making popcorn in the office because <laughs> those are the kind of really important messages I tend to send out.
0: Yeah, I, uh, for a while I was signing up for a lot of those, um, small Yeah, you services. were.
1: <laughs> but every, see. It seemed like every single day Paulette would send me another email saying, Hey, look at this. And I'm like, w- what are you doing to me? I'm, I already belong to like 50 social networks. I can't, I can't join anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you, you got, uh, um, Twitter and you have, uh, Jaiku or Haiku. I've never heard anyone Plurk. pronounce that. Plurk. Um, Pounce. Quippy. Quirk. Uh. Identica.
1: I belong to so many of these.
0: <laughs> and they're basically, uh, um, yeah, you said the right one. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're, uh, yeah, I said pounce. Yeah. plexo.
1: Yeah. Is that exactly. what you said about to say? Yeah. yeah. I was
0: going to say, did he say pounce? Um, there are tons and tons of these. And, uh, there are services like ping.fm that allow you to broadcast one tweet to all these different services at right. one time or, uh, you know, you can, blog to other services like blogger and tumblr and wordpress all oh, the time. I don't use,
1: I don't use most of those in my day to day work. No, no, I do but use you use twitter, but,
0: but I use, I have used ping to, write, to, to post to, messages, to those different things. Yeah. Um, and, and friend feed, which is sort of a reverse of those where, you know, you can have all those post to your friend feed and then people can comment to that, which is kind of cool. Um, and those are tools we use to network with other tech people or, you know, people who have interesting content or readers. Uh, news content. Um, yeah. Readers. I've used Google Reader. Uh, I also used NewsGator. I
1: actually met people who read our website. Oh, that. but that's also cool. Yeah. Good I point. use Google Reader as well. Um, no, I meant that we could use those to
0: Interact reach out to readers, people readers. who read. Yes. That works. Let,
1: let's move on to readers because I use Google Reader as well. I was actually going to mention iGoogle. I occasionally use that yep. to check a billion RSS feeds at one time. Yep. Um, that's very useful whenever we want to see what's hot in tech or what's the the latest news. You can you can check many different RSS feeds all at the same time, and uh, and yeah, it's very handy. Yeah,
0: I, I like uh, NewsGator because it, uh, you know, a lot of people have a remembrance of when they weren't all that uh, friendly. They had yeah. some issues with spyware, um, but now they're now, they're totally above board now. They offer RSS stuff. Um, you know, you can go online or you can, they actually bought two different clients. The one for Windows is called Feed Demon. It was very, very popular client. And the one for Mac, uh, is Net Newswire, uh, which was a very, very, very popular client among Mac users. Um, and one of the cool things about Newsgator is that if you use one of those desktop clients, you can set it to sync with the web or, you know, so sure. you can read, I can catch up with tech news at home and it knows which articles I've read. So I won't go back and go, Oh man, I have to go through all these again. I've already looked at these. Well, you know, that's one of the advantages to using that. Sure. Uh, instead. And one of the other things I wanted to talk about was, uh, Jabni, which okay. is inbox spelled backwards. It's a plugin oh, right, for, right. for, uh, Microsoft Outlook.
1: Yeah, I had this briefly, but I was having some issues. It was causing my Outlook to crash, and it was probably because it was interfering with some other program that I also happen to have on my computer. It's not – I don't mean to say that Jobny itself was uh, defective. I think it was just not playing well with so many of the other plugins that I already have.
0: Well, each of us has a cocktail of software yes. that's different from everyone else's. And sometimes so. it
1: gets a little poisonous. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah.
0: But what it does is uh, it's really neat. It indexes your email. It can tell you who's the most popular <laughs> person. tells you when you're most likely to get a response based on the analysis of that email. You can look up a word and it will pull it up. You can look for different attachments and we'll help you find them. I hope Um, I'm up to like about
1: five hours now. Yeah. (laughs) Expect a response from Strickland in five hours. Exactly. Um, well, I have only one other one left. Okay. I'm down to my last one too. Google desktop. Uh huh. Uh, I have Google desktop on. It helps me search my computer for files. If I've somehow managed to misplace them, which has happened on occasion, sometimes to great personal distress, but it also is very useful again in outlook. Um, I can search – I can use Google Desktop to search my my Outlook for specific keywords or phrases, which comes in very handy. Like for instance, uh, I'm planning a trip to the Consumer Electronics Showcase later on, uh, actually the beginning of next year. And uh, this way I can quickly search through all the emails from CES for something specific. Like I'm saying there was that one from Pioneer and I can search Pioneer CES and it will pull it up really quickly. So that's very handy in my case. That yeah. was my last one.
0: All right. Well, uh, my last one is, uh, is a tool called Dropbox. And, uh, this is a plugin you can install for Mac or Windows. And, uh, this is another one of those home and work things that's pretty neat because, uh, unlike services like Box.net, which I like very much, they offer, uh, both of these services offer free hosting for your junk. Um, you know, sound files or pictures or documents. Um, and it's great because it's online and in the cloud and you can, you know, store stuff there. Well, you know, that's, that's cool. And, you know, you, if you upgrade, you can start storing giant stuff. You can even collaborate with other people. But what makes Dropbox different is that this plugin on your computer actually makes a folder pop up on your desktop or in your documents folder. So, Not only do you, can you store stuff there, but you can actually drag and drop. Um, and so now I can save documents. I don't like hauling my laptop everywhere I go. Yeah. So if I have something I just want to take a look at, I can put it in my Dropbox, go look at it at home and then, you know, save any changes I make there. And it's, you know, drag and drop or save in Microsoft Word directly to the Dropbox rather than having to save it and then upload it to the web interface. Um, but, uh, on the other hand, Box.net offers a, um, uh, an iPhone app, which is pretty cool too. Cool. You can actually access stuff there. And, uh, Live Mesh is something from Microsoft that I'm starting to play with. Although there's no Mac client yet, it does offer you the opportunity to, uh, to, Safe stuff in a similar way where you've got the, the plug-in and it's integrated with your desktop. So
1: Neat. that's a lot of tools. Is. Uh, you know, I thought, you know... When we first talked about this, we were both like, I don't know if we have enough yeah, to talk five, about this. Yeah, 10. we had way more than we thought. And then there's, you know, pen and paper. What? <laughs> anyway. You lost me.
0: Yeah, I know. It's that Stone Age technology.
1: And we have articles on many, many, many of these... Uh, Tools that we've talked about, such as how Twitter works, we have how Firefox works. Uh, you can find all of those right now at HowStuffWorks.com, and we'll talk to you again really soon.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented
0: 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?